Set course for China. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. World leaders en route to China for the G20 summit. In previous discussions, President Obama has pushed for fixes to climate change. The next U.S. president might not have the same agenda, but China might not care. China has the world's largest wind and solar industries. I don't think they're going to be turning around just because of the results of the election. Also, after a week of conflicting rumors, one of the world's most brutal dictators is confirmed dead. We'll hear about Uzbekistan's Islam Karimov and his long reign of terror. Plus, we go grocery shopping in Venezuela. We're now inside the shopping centre where they've closed the store. A lot of people are angry about it. Some of these people have been outside since 4 a.m. Those stories today here on The World. Thank you for being here. Top of the agenda today, China and this weekend's G20 summit. Leaders from across the globe, including Barack Obama, will gather in the southern city of Hangzhou. Yeah, the G20 can often seem snoozers, but for China, this is the largest gathering of world leaders in its history. So the spotlight on the host country is hot this time around. Environmentalists will be paying extra close attention. Presidents Obama and Xi Jinping may take the final step toward accepting last year's climate deal in Paris. We'll have more on that in a few minutes. Let's first check in with Mary Kay Magstad. She's a longtime friend of the world who is based in China for us. What China hopes it gains from any major international event in China is prestige, and the Chinese government is is deeply invested in making sure everything goes smoothly, and so they really stage manage the event to the extent that they've even made people leave their homes in apartment buildings near the event in case anyone would try to you know have some kind of protest or anything that would embarrass the Chinese government. China also would like to be seen by other members of the G20 as being a rising leader in the global economy. Now, if China were making this play five, six years ago, I think a lot of people would have actually bought onto that. But with the Chinese economy slowing and with the Xi Jinping administration being a little more protectionist, actually, than China has been in the past, making it more difficult for foreign investors coming in. You can see in the numbers that foreign investment has barely been growing. It was like 3% last year. And I think there's a little more wariness about China as any kind of a major global player and global leader related to the economy. China still matters, matters a lot. But in terms of China setting the rules and saying how the game is going to be played, I have the feeling that the people who are gathering in Hangzhou uh, will listen, but you know they will also keep their own counsel. The U.S. pivot to Asia, I mean, this is going to be kind of the headline of Obama's legacy in the Far East. But how much of a pivot was it really? And what can Obama count as his legacy on China? Right. Well, so you have to go back and think about how it felt to Asians in general and Southeast Asians in particular during the administration of George W. Bush. There was a lot of focus on terrorism and on the Middle East and Asia felt neglected. And China took advantage of that and made a pitch to its neighbors of, you know, look, we're having this peaceful rise. We're going to share our prosperity with the region, you know, play ball with us. And a lot of people thought that sounds pretty good. When President Obama came into office, he made a point of getting to Asia in general and Southeast Asia in particular often. He's made 10 trips to Asia during his tenure And I think part of his legacy will be that the United States now has stronger alliances with Southeast Asian countries and that Southeast Asian countries have recognized that it's in their interests to have a balance in their relationships 
between the U.S. and, and China. Mary Kay, it is hard to talk about China and not mention human rights. Um, this is Obama's last moment, really, to speak openly with the Chinese about human rights. What can he say? What should be his parting shot? Well, I know uh, Human Rights Watch has called on him, the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize winner, to speak up and call for the release of the 2010 Nobel Peace Prize winner, Liu Xiaobo, who's in prison for having called for greater democracy in China. There are many ways in which President Obama can point out concerns about human rights in China. There's been an incredible crackdown over the last three years on journalists, on lawyers who have been you know, trying to actually work according to China's constitution to protect people's rights in courts. Basically, the government under Xi Jinping has been saying, you know, whatever we say is the right way to do things is the only way to do things. And if you criticize us, you know, you risk facing serious...